You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yes, I, w- I actually I went to Stormy Daniels' uh, Twitter page today. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling fine. I don't know when we're recording this or what day it is, but I assume things are going well. Yeah, we're recording a intro for a podcast that we recorded like six hours ago, but we're not posting for six days or something like that. It's too much of a look behind the curtain. I don't know. Yeah, let's, let's just say that in what you're about to listen to, May become less relevant if like Cespedes and Syndergaard like collide. In, in no, it'll be like funnier. That. Yeah, the Mets part, which is very honestly not much. Uh, this yeah, with, the, the podcast you're about to hear is ostensibly a Mets preview, but the Mets content is what four minutes out of 100. Yeah, Rob teaches us how to do a better podcast. That's really what the that's the title is. Rob teaches us how to do. Wait, a better why podcast. why are you spoiling who the guest is? <laughs> what I hate when podcasts do that as if it's not in the. <laughs> The name of every podcast. You, you like, know, what, you know, what I'm going to blindly thinking? download this show and not yeah. check who the guest is in the title of every. As episode. you and Rob were like rattling on about Survivor or the Mets or whatever you were talking about for an hour and a half today, when I was zoning out, uh, and my wife was like giving me death stares and text messages, like not stares because she wasn't here, but death text messages, like "Where are you? Come help me with the children, etc." I was actually thinking like, like about six times, I said, "All right, Rob, thanks for having." Uh, like you know, trying to like wrap it up, and it failed. And I was thinking about, like, I wish there was an app where you could play a podcast and not know the length of the episode because people listening to this are going to hear me try to wrap it up, like, 42 minutes into an hour and a half podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but sometimes really... people say we just play, like, a really long song and they, and they think it's, it's yeah, going to go. Yeah, maybe I'd play the entire them. soundtrack to, like, The Gladiator, which is uh, the best movie and best soundtrack ever. But, uh, yeah. The best so movie it's... and best soundtrack ever? Do you not remember I had Gladiator number one when we ranked our movies last year? Oh, I, I, block, th- I block things out that are that stupid. <laughs> that's stupid it's a, not the best movie ever the best movie uh since 95 or whatever we were. okay i stand by that take 100 percent um all right rob's gonna come on and he's gonna he's gonna give us the what for and and tell us how much he loved the uh the 100 greatest jewish foods podcast and oh, definitely ask for a sequel for the uh 197 flags ranking podcast yeah let's get said, to yeah it. yeah all right let's go Okay, Akiva. So uh, let's turn to the topic at hand today, which is our MLB preview. And we're going to start with the Mets. I think that the best way to do this, uh, we have one uh, self-hating Mets fan on the podcast, but it would be better to have another one. And so uh, let's close off our, our March Madness on 32 fans. We've had a lot of good guests this month. We had Av Sinensky, Ted Kay, Mike Pesca, uh, Stephanie Butnick. And let's finish it off returning for, I believe, his third time, Mets fan extraordinaire Rob Sesternino. So Rob, welcome back to 32 fans. 
Yes, thank you. So excited that baseball season is here and I'm ready to discuss the top 58 ice cream flavors. <laughs> right, that, Robert, how, how far did you get into top 100 Jewish foods? Oh, I didn't even listen to it. Oh, that's my like God. That's like anti What a hater. Oh, man. Rob, that's what, I, don't, you know, I, I feel like you guys have gone into like full troll mode with the audience where it's like this you built up the podcast to a best. point and then and now it's like, OK, now we're really going to mess with them. Now, lots of stuff is going on in sports. Now we'll only talk about not sports. These were like our most popular episodes. So yeah, we should our, keep li- our listeners. Like, Rob, hate this is what interests us. Yeah. <laughs> no, did not even you know, start the flag countdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jewish. I knew foods- I had one mutual follower, Chester, with Jeremy Corbyn. I was wondering why it was Rob. Now I just <laughs> <laughs> Jewish foods. Fine, fine idea, but uh, I think the timing was off. <laughs> so you would have listened to that podcast in July. You just your problem was it was during March Madness, which it's you don't Lent. Follow. He's got to give up something for Lent, so he's giving up Jewish foods. A hundred seemed like a bit much. Like, I think I could have listened to maybe 20. We didn't rank the hundred. The tablet magazine ranked the hundred. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't discuss all hundred We didn't go into all hundred. Yeah. All right, so... (laughs) Well, this is the first time I'm hearing you guys in a while. So we're... (laughs) What about the... What about the flags? No, I didn't even start the flag. Could not be less interested. What a hater! I thought you were... In a flag countdown. It was really, I, I mean, that I, I don't understand how you, that Kirk Cousins, it ca- was came down to your two football teams that you guys do a football <laughs> podcast. And th- th- in the lead up to free agency, there was nothing except for, okay, we ranked all the flags of the different countries. Do you know how many podcasts talk about free agency? Now, do you yeah, but you're arguing against every single. Flag you're arguing against the existence of this podcast. <laughs> it's the, the, how many how many Jets fans even know a Vikings fan? It was it was and it was fun because I don't even know if it was like uh, who I know Chester is like all gung ho, but I don't I, I wasn't like crazy like uh, like dying for the Jets to get Kirk Cousins. Neither was but I, it, and I didn't think the Jets would get him, which no. is why I didn't think like. Right, we and then an podcast. I was also like, but I got kind of pissed when he like re- like flat out didn't even like return the Jets' phone calls. Like, oh, okay, oh, you're so great, Kirk Cousins, that you can't even like call us back or like have a meeting with us. I don't know if Kirk Cousins Are is you so happy great that we didn't the Jets sign Sue. So pathetic, but wait, well, uh, uh, which which what should I address first? Uh, mine. This, this, I didn't hear what he said, so address mine. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what the Jets were thinking. I mean, it makes me really not feel good about the direction of the franchise either. Like, they should have a meeting and say, we're going to sign Sue or we're not going to sign Sue. But what the hell is we're going to give him a contract? And then we thought about it. And then we took the contract off the table because we realized he's not a good fit for us. Like, well, why didn't you have a meeting about that before you gave him a contract? I think they were mad that he wouldn't come pay them a visit. I'm not sure. There's is that it? Is it? Was it like, oh, our offer is off the table? Because no, they, they I, made I, I actually, I think what really happened was that you know Christopher Johnson's running the team, and Woody must have had some prior reason to hate Sue. And when Woody found out, he put the kibosh to it. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Okay, well, that's how the, all the well-run organizations go. Well, what I thought it was because similar, their owners in the Trump administration. So <laughs> you know, you know, when like in fantasy, when like someone offers you a trade. And then before you can even go reject the trade, they've already retracted the trade. 
Oh, that's <laughs> how you know it would have been a sweet trade for you. No, no, no. Because the implication is, no, you wouldn't. Have, you get the email and you're like, oh, this is a garbage trade. I have to go reject. And then they delete it to show that they're even worse. Like they're even offering less than their bad offer because they're like, oh, I couldn't. I had to retract it. That was too good. Oh, you mean and they put a new one in? Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So as we started they this call podcast, the by the way, I know that we all uh, the mutual yeah. thing that Mets and Twins fans have in common is we hate the Yankees. So Greg Bird has broken his leg. He's out for two <laughs> months. So mm, yeah. sorry to our Yankees fans, listeners, but uh, <laughs> we don't wish physical harm upon the Yankees. But if they could all <laughs> like, I don't know, retire and go into I was going to say like teaching, but we don't want that for the youth of America, you know, like, I don't know. The Trump administration yeah. has a lot I mean, of look, unfilled, uh, you know, diplomatic positions around the world. So maybe. by the way, I would do uh, that. We don't I, wish like... any harm to any member of the Yankees organization, but I just encourage all of the women baseball fans of America to remember that this is a important time to stand up and be sure to come forward with any stories <laughs> that you have about anybody uh, who is involved in the Yankee organization, because I think that those stories need to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we agree. I endorse this message. Well, I mean, they've already employed Aroldis Chapman, so you know that the Yankees have no problem with uh, you know, domestic abusers. I say that as, as a fan of the Twins, who, uh, you know, our third baseman and, and power hitter uh, had some of, his, uh, some of his own issues in that regard. So. The truth is, uh, to be serious for saying, like, it does seem like uh, athletes are sort of exempt from the Me Too thing. Maybe because they have a strong union. But so far. It, it does, it, like, it's, like, but didn't Steven Wright, does, the, the knuckleball pitcher for the Red Sox, didn't he just get suspended? Well, for what? For 15 days, know. for domestic violence. Really? No, but I'm saying it, just accusations, whereas it could like hurt, you know, Kevin Spacey gets a show canceled, but if there's no uh, legal claim, it seems like players are able to get off. Yeah, well, look at Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. or look at Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, these guys are, you know. Well, that was a different era. Now we're in an era where people are trying to police it. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Although Kobe Bryant did have a pretty good year even uh, in spite of it. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the Mets. Uh, Akiva and Rob, which one of you is more pessimistic about the Mets at this point? I'm going to guess uh, Akiva is probably more pessimistic. I'm a little bullish. All right. So why are you bullish? Because everybody's healthy so far. <laughs> I think that that's really the, the key thing. <laughs> well, look, look uh, I would I would trade rosters if it, if we had the choice. But by the way, everyone's healthy. Our best player is literally going to be on the DL on opening day. And so is like the number three starter who Conforto. Yeah. Yeah. But he's at least that he's on his way back. Yeah. 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 They're on their way back. No, no serious injuries. I agree. Right. So there's no reason to be pessimistic yet. And I think I'm also really excited about the new manager in Mickey Calloway because, uh, one, I like the idea that he's kind of uh, looks like Negan. I like that from uh, The Walking Dead. But two, I also like the idea of just like that uh, Terry Collins was just like, uh, you know, an old guy who was nice. But I, I like the idea that we might have some uh, enthusiasm because, like, you, you know, you don't know with the baseball manager because... that you don't know with the baseball manager because it could be that you get uh, somebody who it's his first job. Maybe he's going to be like, uh, you know, somebody who's there for 15 years. I'm also high on Callaway. I'm actually much more optimistic than you would expect, Rob. Um, I I do think that the ceiling for this team, to me, the the only, like, if I could see the future or if I could ask future Akiva or Rob one question about the 2018 Mets, I think it's just how many starts did DeGrom and Syndergaard have? Yeah. And if the answer is close to 60, I think that they're going to be in the playoff race all year. Yeah. 
I think we can lose. We have a ton of. Hold depth. on, when you when so, you just so we can not understand like set our terms. When you say playoff race, you think they're competing with Washington or they're in like the wild card scrub? I think it would be a lot to compete with. Well, Washington would have to have some major pitching injuries yeah. for us to compete with them. Yeah, it's much better. I but I definitely think we could be in that in the wild card game. And I, at the very least in that race all season. Yeah, like 86, 87 wins and right there. I have. Yeah, I just I just we have a lot of depth. I think we're actually this year built for a season where I'm sure we're going to have a million injuries because we always do. But like there's no one who if they go down other than DeGrom or Syndergaard, it really affects us. Um, like, you know, I like Matt Harvey. I'm very bullish on him. But like if he goes down, you know, he's. Probably our fifth starter, you know, yeah. once, once Vargas comes back anyway, who cares? And, and the crazy thing is that it's like, I, I feel like that most fans are just feel like, you know, if you get anything out of him, he's found money. And, yes. you know, if he, he you know, I guess there's, there's a non-zero chance that he could be close to at least the 2015 Matt Harvey. I think that's a that's a possibility. And so, I mean, if that was to happen, then uh, things are looking really good. Yeah, same thing with Matt's. I think if we get a three and a half ERA season out of one of them, it'll be a win. Yeah, and God forbid uh, Zach Wheeler ever pitches. No, I, I think uh, Wheeler is, is essentially a write off at this point. Yeah, I'm gonna Wheeler's not gonna have a, an ERA below six in AAA, especially where he's pitching <laughs> everything's home run. Yeah. Wheeler, Wheeler's you know, and you can't convert him to a reliever, so he's you know he's got two feet out the door basically. He's in, yeah. he's in trouble. But also, I'm very high on Lugo. I thought Lugo really looked great at the end of 2016. Uh, basically pitched like five times in a week in the WBC and his arm fell off before the Mets ever got him last year and it ruined his year. But I, I think Lugo is Lugo. I really think would be, and he barely made our rotation. I think he'd be in almost every rotation of baseball looking around. Yeah. But I feel like that he is somebody who uh, seems more valuable to me coming out of the bullpen because he feels like that he's going to be a, a swing guy where he doesn't seem to ha- like, he's like one of those guys who's just happy to be on the team. And then mm-hmm. if you have him like, you know, coming in in the, in the fifth inning, you know, uh, once or twice a week, and then he can come in the seventh. Like, it just seems like that he's not one of these people that has an ego about what his role is on the team. Yeah, and he's also like a Mr. Five and a third inning guy. Although to be mm-hmm. fair, everyone but Syndergaard on the and the Gram on this team is going to be like that. Yeah, Keith, do you remember for like three days last week that the New York paper started writing about it? Look, it could happen. The Mets five phenoms could take a rotation together for the first time in history. It looks like it's gonna happen, and then it is not gonna happen. Yeah, I said on the record a bunch of times that. There would, there would never be five games in a row where, where the big five pitched. It's funny because the person who brought it up, who made it seem like it was such a huge deal, was Zach Wheeler. Mm-hmm. He, he made it seem, it was almost like I was like, wow, I hope like Vargas isn't listening. Like He made it seem like this is so important for the team, and it's so cool that all five of us are healthy at the same time. And people started writing about it, and then he went out and gave up like 12 runs to a double-A team and is in the minors now. Akiva, did the Mets get ripped off when they traded Carlos Beltran for Zach Wheeler? I mean, it was two months of Beltran, right? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it was a great trade. I, I, you know, I'd do it again. But, I mean, the, the thing is, we almost traded Wheeler again. Um, what was it? Two years later. And uh, you know, maybe we should have done that. I mean, his value obviously is below zero at this point. <laughs> like, you, you, couldn't get, you couldn't get anything for him. Well, what's his problem? He's just not healthy or he stinks? He stinks. He can't throw, he can't throw strikes. He's not good. Like, mm-hmm. in hindsight, if you look back now, oh, we like, oh yeah, he was never good. Like, he's objectively worse than Matt's ever was, and certainly any of He had, like, a good guys. second half. 
one year. He threw hard, but he never threw strikes, and he's hittable. Like even his like you look, Harvey had you know even if Harvey never goes back to being Harvey, Harvey's A game was incredible. Same thing for Syndergaard. Same thing for Degrom. Matt's had a year within the array in the twos. Wheeler's best year, if you look at it now, is like oh yeah, that wasn't even such a good year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put a couple of what? starts together at one point. Uh, in terms of the lineup, I mean, I was talking about the depth, like. Even you know we're gonna have con- we're gonna have a, a, basically a logjam soon potentially with Conforto, Cespedes, Bruce, but you know Nemo might be hitting to the point where it'll be very hard to take him out of out of the lineup. I so love Brandon Nemo. I yeah. So I think that Ligaris is going to be the guy who's going to uh, get squeezed out, and then I think Adrian Gonzalez is done. I don't know. If a- oh, yeah, let, how about how about this? Let's let when will Adrian Gonzalez no longer be on the twenty five man roster? Um. May first, uh, like I, I, I don't see any scenario like that. They've all like so you know sold themselves on Adrian Gonzalez because you know the Dodgers are paying him all this money and then that they are getting him basically for free and it's like they don't want to throw him away. But uh, he I, he hit like an opposite field home run in spring training last week and then it was like a headline of like oh my god Adrian Gonzalez hit a home run. So we'll we'll see. But I, I think eventually that what they should do is have Jay Bruce go to first base. And then you could play Conforto and Nimmo and Cespedes all in the outfield. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I I was I would agree with your May first prediction for Adrian Gonzalez, but I also think as a Met, he'll probably get injured like right before we were about to cut him. So he'll be hanging around. It'll be one of those two week injuries. But July fifteenth will come around, and there'll be like some roster crunches, and people are like, "Don't forget, Adrian Gonzalez is coming back right after the All Star game." And people are like, "Oh, I forgot he was on the team." Um, I agree. Gonzalez, Gonzalez, like they're gonna like. Well, he's cheap, so who cares? But there is his ceiling is nothing. It, it, like he can't stand up. He uh, is shot. Obviously, if Smith showed anything, you could almost cut him now. But there's n- there's really no. I, I the truth is the one thing I'm really impressed with Callaway, and we're not even used to having a manager with with opinions of his own because Terry Co- Collins was ultimately a Sandy Alderson puppet until he decided he probably didn't want to be, and that's why he got fired. Yeah, but, he was like Seth Lugo. I mean, he was just happy to have a job. That he's like, okay, whatever, whatever you guys want to tell me to do, whatever. You're down right. on Lugo, all right, Lugo's whatever. Be like the team MVP this year. <laughs> um, I I think that I think that Callaway, like just the fact that he didn't put Wheeler on the roster, even though it seemed like a big deal, and you're cutting a veteran for for you know a guy who has uh, less history on the team. Same thing with Philip Evans making the team when nobody thought that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he, you know, and he's talking, uh, he, he, you know, you get there and the Mets are so, we're so spoiled by Wilmer Flores because he's like an above average player who plays first, second and third. And know, left field. And left field and, and none of them decently. But, <laughs> but like he comes here and he probably had no familiarity with Wilmer Flores other than maybe like seeing him cry on, him cry on SportsCenter once. And it's like, oh, yeah, this guy's really good. He's like much better at baseball than Adrian Gonzalez. Of course he's going to start every day. So that, that, that I thought was good, that Callaway is like really impressed with Flores. So I think in, I, the problem with Bruce is he can't field. Well, he can't field mm-hmm. in, in the outfield. That's why we were, traded him last year and somehow wound up with him back at an inflated salary when nobody else got paid the whole offseason. They love him. They love Jay Bruce so much. I have no problem with Bruce. I think that third year of the contract, we're probably not going to be thrilled with Jay Bruce, like not like an absolute stone wall in the outfield. And like, you know, when the he's got one skill, like when he's going to, there's a lot of guys around baseball, like the Joey Gallows of the world 
who are like, you know, hitting 207 with 32 home runs. I think we're going to have like a Jay Bruce here where he does hit like in the 210 range. Um, yeah. It, it, just, it seems like the, it used to be like you get pulled for that, but now there's like a rough net or odor or ever pronounce it did it. Joey Galdi, like there's a million guys in baseball who are like, all right, we're gonna, I'm going to hit 205 this year and they uh, they stick around. Is Chester even with us? Yeah. Um, I'm, listen, I got to be honest. <laughs> you got, As soon as you mentioned Mickey Callaway for the first time, I was like, who's that? Yeah. So I quickly Googled him. I've never heard of this guy yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. I, I see he's a former pitcher. I thought like Larry Durker was like the only former pitcher who was allowed to be a manager. It's rare. It's rare. Yeah. 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 He's also too good looking to be a manager, Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you think is that a thing? Well, the, the why who's the, the Yankees who, just who's fire the most the handsome good, manager? The Yankees just fire the good looking manager. Joe Girardi? Yeah, I thought people thought. Oh man, you think Girardi? Oh no, 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 no! Mixing up, no, no. Who, who's the Jewish uh, catcher who's a manager for somebody? No, um, the Philly, the Phillies manager. Who? There's some J- Mike Lieberthal? No, there's a Jewish manager who's good looking. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You're, I don't. I, uh, maybe in single. Brad Osmus. Um, Brad Osmus. Gabe Kapler. I mean, oh yeah, Brad Osmus. Best looking manager ever, obviously Don Zimmer. But who's on the Mount Rushmore of good looking managers? <laughs> is Aaron Boone really, handsome? Yeah, Boone is Boone is a, a pretty normal. He's a bit guy. swarthy. He's got I, a little too s- much. Uh, like you know, I don't know. He needs a makeover. I would say, like, baseball <laughs> man worthy uh, Aaron Boone? I don't know. He's a little bit hairy for me. He's pretty clean shaven, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, you've seen him without a shirt on, Chester? The, I, I, the baseball managers are, are, it is truly, like, the ugliest profession out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this should be the countdown that you guys do. <laughs> Rank the, the 30 most handsome uh, baseball managers. Way, you know, I wanted to do all 30 rotations, and do you know what Chester said to me? What? It was like you it was like you hearing about the Jewish food podcast. Chester said, I hate Jewish people. No, no, it was different than that. He said, um he said, I don't follow the NL, I don't care, so I'm not doing that podcast. I said, unless yeah. and until the twins were in the World Series, the NL is as relevant to me as the Bundesliga. It's so weird though. Can you imagine if Chester was like, I'm I'll do a football podcast with you, Akiva, but we're only talking about the NFC. No, because the NFC mm-hmm. and the AFC play each other a bunch. Like th- there is an NL and AL game every single day of the season. There's literally a game on Thursday. No, that is yes, AL I, I understand that, but you know, effectively. I think it's, by the way, is you're you're a Twins fan. We're going to talk about the Twins later. We we decided, Rob, that we're only going to talk about the our two teams. We don't care okay. about the other team. So we have a Mets a Mets uh, podcast and then a Twins podcast. What we didn't, uh, what I didn't realize, Chester, is it the Tigers' opening day starter Jordan Zimmerman? Jordan Zimmerman with like a six ERA last year. The Tigers have. I mean, they hired Ron Gottenheyer to be their manager. The Tigers are going to be such a dumpster fire. They might win 40 games. That's great. <laughs> and Miguel Cabrera, like I was doing a fantasy baseball draft. Miguel Cabrera, like I think still has a gun. Like, it, it, it's crazy how far that team has fallen. Yeah. And they still have an insane payroll, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, they've cut most of them. But uh, Cabrera is like the last one, really, who's left. Well, okay. So let me, let, let's bring this back to the Mets for one second. So there's the Mets over under is 81, which to me was shockingly high. Like I would, you know, take my. Shockingly high? Yeah. High. I'd put my it's whole... shockingly low. <laughs> All right. Well, they did win seventy last year. I think people you you know value that. A lot. Well, okay. So they, well, but, they're bringing but back so, almost so an identical my question. Roster. So there are three teams who Fangraphs is extraordinarily low on in the NL, uh, you know, relative to uh, their over under, and those are the Mets, who Fangraphs predicts oh to go gosh. seventy and ninety two. That impossible the, mathematically. The impossible. Phillies they clinched the Phillies, who Fangraphs predicts to go sixty six and ninety six. 
That it, literally, no way that happens. The field, everyone's so high in the Phillies. When did they do the, these projections before? No, they, they update it every day. And then here's the craziest thing of all. And this might be updated just because you know Smart, because all you know everybody's getting injured. Bumgarner and Smarja. They predict San Francisco to go 64 in 98. Oh yeah, no, the Giants don't even can't even feel the team right now. <laughs> well, they have a higher over under than your Mets right now. So if you think that, uh, bang that under. Yeah, I mean Bumgarner and Samarja are injured, yeah. and that was the. T- I mean that's that. But Rob, I yeah, would bet a, you're but, not but a big Akiva, better. It's an even year, so no. Yeah, that is true. Rob's not a big better, but I, to me, going going over eighty one to me seems like a, a lock. And a lock. What, what should we do? Yeah, what should we what, what, what should we put lock? down? What should we put down on this, Keeve? <laughs> wow, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in we Reno each, on Tuesday. Can I can I do this at the sports book? Very on. I don't. Does like... Reno have a sports book? I don't know. I don't know if Reno has a sports book. I would put down a lot of money. I to me, I, how much money? How much money should we put year, down? But the whole team was injured. Okay, Akiva. So I'm know. calling what? an audible. You only want to discuss two teams. I would propose that we uh, we pick over unders on all these teams because we're gonna have a lot of disagreements, and then we'll have something to bet about. I mean, Rob, do do you have any interest in discussing over unders with us? I, I definitely, I, I would listen to you guys, but I, but you guys could do that so, another time. All right, so let's here. do that. Let's do that. Let's do that later. Maybe our next guest wants to talk over unders. I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I so like Rob, when Mike Francesa thoughts? does it and he gets them all wrong. <laughs> and also, there's so much dead silence when he does the over unders because he has to look okay. up every over under. All right. And a lot, like Chester, you're not you weren't a big Mike listener. Like you would turn on the radio and be like, "Oh, my radio's broken." Oh wait, the volume's off. Then you turn up the volume, and then 30 seconds later, Mike would pipe pipe up like he was literally sitting there reading. And if you're watching on the Yes Network, like you'd see it, but if not, you just wouldn't realize. Like, oh, he's here. He's just like very low. Like, hmm, yeah. hmm, okay. <laughs> That's yeah. a win. That's a loss. You like, do that like also. Mike, Mike, you like, like do this thing where you sort of like whisper on the podcast. Yes, I make fun of you while you're talking sometimes, and people like that. But but there's <laughs> I don't like there, that because like, the editing that it, it takes for me to make that audible is a pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, do you think you guys think you could get Mike Francesa to come on with you guys and oh, well, rank not the Bill Simmons, uh, top yeah. thirty pasta dishes? <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> So I had a okay. twenty two, you out of your mind. <laughs> I got a Facebook reminder. You the other cannot day have ravioli that high. Of when I was in Vegas for March Madness and I was uh, playing poker with Kyle Orton. So I was yeah. wondering, we could get Kyle Orton on the podcast. Is today. this the worst brag ever? <laughs> no, it's not, a bra- it's not a brag at all. I'm just saying, Kyle Orton, we could definitely get on the podcast in 2018. Oh yeah, we could get Orton. Yeah. I mean, unless he has like a big social media following or something. I Kyle Orton. I, I would guess right now under in the number of tweets that he's tweeted in the past month if you put the over under it. No, half. he's like Kyle Orton is famous. What about Randy Orton? I don't think we. Can get him <laughs> no, I don't even know who that is. He's he's like a he's a WWE guy. Right? He's like a guy. Wait, Kyle Kyle Orton focus on Syria and jihad. Yeah, this is not. The I same think this guy. might be a different. <laughs> this is a different Kyle. Orton. Is that the guy you played poker with? Yeah, that, it's it. That's funny. The Kyle Orton who is verified by Twitter is uh, <laughs> is not is not the same right, Kyle so, Orton. Okay, unless yeah, so Kyle Orton unless, not even on Twitter. Maybe he's a real Renaissance man, quarterback by day, uh, expert on jihad by the night, Middle East <laughs> expert. Yeah. He, he's very he's an expert in jihad. Yeah, <laughs> he's anti, not pro. I guess, I guess that's why the Bears kept trying to blow up the team. Um, I think, I think. Um, well, Rob, I want to ask you a question. Yes. Well, how about this, Chester? So you're not a Survivor guy. Rob podcasts about Survivor. I'm aware. <laughs> how many podcasts do you think Rob does in a Survivor season about the show Survivor? Only about Survivor. Yeah, Survivor podcasts in a season about. The shows are like one every season. There's two seasons a year. 
I don't know, six? A spring and a fall. You think he does six a season? I mean, it seems absurdly high, but I guess that's the point of this, com- this question. You, you think he does six Survivor podcasts per season? That's what your season is like 12 weeks. You're asking me to guess a high number. So is, is that too high? I don't understand. Too low? So you think he does six Survivor podcasts? Yeah, yeah, I said yes. How many are you browbeating me? So the Survivor, you season, per, you the Survivor week, season starts on February 28th and ends on May 23rd. And, and by the way, this six, is his full-time six, job. Yeah. We do six podcasts. This is the craziest thing Chester's wait, ever wait, said. Wait, wait, you mean episodes? <laughs> or Hanukkah presents? Wait, hold on. You mean episodes? Yeah, how oh, many episodes, episodes of the podcast? I thought like, how many different podcasts does he have a week? Like, he's got six different Oh, 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 okay. oh okay. No, I don't think that's what you meant. I think you're changing now. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Yeah. I meant six. I'm like, all right, he's got the main one, and then he probably interviews, like, you know, like, he does a second. Like, you do two or three on Game of Thrones, so I figured six. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So you, do, you, so you think he does six a week? That's actually not a bad guess. Yeah. All right, so you made and a big deal of my guess. Wait, so what's the answer? We thought you meant six a season. Like, he yeah. doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. So the answer is too high to even count. So, we just, yeah. I was just curious. It's what like, you one, like one a day. One a day. Okay, so not About that. All right. Yeah. No, he, not He all. covers he's it on. the way like Maggie Haberman covers the White House, but he's a little cooler than Maggie Haberman. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, she tweets about a lot of other stuff, too, sometimes. Like, Maggie so, Haberman, should, you only need like, to follow. This is very inside baseball. If you follow Maggie Haberman, you only need to follow Maggie Haberman because she's just retweeting every news story that comes up. Yeah, a lot of reporters mm-hmm. do that. <laughs> It's the yeah. same yeah, reason, it's like, annoying. I, I, it's, it's ironic, but I mass unfollow baseball reporters when spring training starts, which is the reverse of what you would think you would do. But it's because I don't need 74 people giving me play-by-play of spring training games for, like, the Diamondbacks. Why? Well, you should never follow the Diamondbacks reporter. <laughs> like, what do you need? Why do you need to know? I don't follow yeah, any Johnny D. Silvera and I would have late-night Diamondbacks conversations. I need to be informed. No, listen. <laughs> I guarantee you Johnny follows enough uh, Diamondbacks reporters for, for the both of us. But I think... I like I only follow by the way, this is a rule I'm sure Rob doesn't follow this. I only follow one max two beat writers for my teams. Otherwise you're getting the exact same information yeah. three different times. Yeah. yeah, you don't need a echo. You don't need Monish Meta and Rich Samini, Rob. <laughs> uh that uh Keith, <laughs> I was waiting Manish for Meta you to weigh in. Yeah, did you did you follow when the uh, uh, Manish Mehta had uh, talked about when um, um, uh, Muhammad Wilkerson was going to go down to uh, have a meeting with the Saints? No, I didn't follow. Oh yeah, yeah, the food. Oh no, the, the the party. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, the bourbon street. Oh, he said he's like he's had problems problem. with alcohol, so we yeah. can't move to New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. And every show on WFAN did like twenty minutes on that that day. That's the worst thing you could do. I, he was. I'm sure, like, celebrating, popping champagne if you talk about him. He is, he's like, his idol in life is Skip Bayless. Like, he's yeah. the first person of the generation who thinks Skip Bayless is, a, is like a baby face and not a heel. Like, it is awful. <laughs> like, the millennial, um, like, sports reporting Kardashian. It's only going to get worse. Do you know how, like, our parents said, like, oh, in my day, like, things were so much better? Like, th- things like this are about to start where it's like, it's just a bridge too far. Like, Manish Mehta is going to become the new, like, Tony Kornheiser and have, like, four shows a day on ESPN, and I'm going to stop following Nobody sports. outside of the Mets <laughs> has ever heard of this guy, so you guys have to, like... <laughs> I, we agree, but he's on a trajectory, Chester, for that not to be the case anymore. But, but isn't his approval rating 0%? Like, what, what's the appeal? <laughs> he's approved... Yeah, does Skip Bayless have any actual fans, or is it just a lot of people who tweeted him, who, like, retweet his wrong I mean, I would bet exactly there's a lot of people who like Skip Bayless. I mean, again, look who's in the White House. Nobody like, likes Skip Bayless. Not everybody you... I actually think, like... Akiva, the people that you and I know are not representative of all people. 
Yeah, I know. But, I, but the thing is, yeah, I don't it, think Skip Bayless is such a bad guy anymore. But like, <laughs> still, like, like there's much worse people out there. But yeah, I'm not. Yeah. A, you know, the thing is about I'm Skip is that he's like like a national correspondent, whereas Manish Mehta is like a troll beat writer for a team. There's yeah. nobody that roots for the team that reads his stuff. So it's like he's like a wrestling villain reporter. It, it's weird, and also like the thing he does is he's he is like he's a reporter, and he's actually probably like he definitely beats most of the other guys for scoops. Because why wouldn't you feed him stuff? Because he'll literally report whatever you say. I'm mm-hmm. sure some moron agent, a hundred percent, a moron agent said, "Wow, could you believe Wilkerson's at taking a meeting in New Orleans? He's gonna drink every you know every night on Bourbon Street." And Monish was like, "Oh, that's a brilliant observation. Let me tweet." That. <laughs> <laughs> like that's I'm sure what happened. Well, he, he's no, like, but a he baby. Fi- he'll no. just tell you whatever. <laughs> and Muhammad Wilkerson hates him. And then he had like a press conference at his locker a couple months ago. And then he was like taking questions. And then it, like when Manish asked a question, uh, Muhammad Wilkerson was like, "I'm sorry, can you say that again?" And then he would ask the question, and he's like, "Could you say that? I'm sorry, can you say that again?" And then he's like, "Next question." <laughs> like he made him. <laughs> Say it like he's my like new favorite player. Times. I wish we had re-signed him. <laughs> oh, he'll be a pro bowler next year. Uh, I really, I believe uh, Manish Mehta, like, uh, like really, like, got in his head. Well, I hope so because he's on the Packers, right? Hopefully, no. He got in uh, his head when he's on the Jets. He made him not want to play anymore. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, Wilker. Hopefully, Wilkerson will, uh, you know, say Kirk Cousins, "Hey, we should have been in New York together, buddy. Mm-hmm. Why, are we, why are we in this lousy NFC North?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wil- Wilkerson, I mean, it, it's not, it, people didn't like, he wasn't like a high enough profile guy. Like, well, when Albert Hainsworth did this, it was a really big deal. But Wilkerson literally got $85 million and did not show up to practice for five years. Like, <laughs> ate his way at, into like, you know, went like had four dinners a night in Manhattan, was in, like, was pictured in every single club at every single party and festival, literally didn't even try, uh, and basically dared them to cut him for, for three seasons. Like mm-hmm. a masterful job by by Mo Wilkerson. Yeah, but <laughs> Todd Balls is he's changed the culture right around yeah, the ma- Jets. Yeah, truly a master motivator. <laughs> it's funny because when they were going to fire Bowles, uh, like when play, when know, were they going to fire the him? Season, the pl- no, like when you know the media was discussing at the end of the season, the players were like revolting, and it would be like if you had some like awful substitute teacher or you know like teachers like let's you know who lets you play poker in the middle of class or something you're like. And and the principal's like, all right, we need a new teacher. And they're like, no, 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 we got to save Mr. Johnson. Like he is, he, like he's the, our favorite teacher. That's what it was. Like, of course they don't want him to get fired because they don't even have to show up at practice. He literally came late to like twelve different meetings that we know about. Bel- There's no way Belichick wouldn't have cut him after the second meeting. Like, yeah, what an embarrassment. Now I know this is supposed to be uh, a Mets preview, but uh, Keith, well, do you have a, yeah. a pick? <laughs> <laughs> do you have a pick for who you want the Jets to like? What's your What's your top four in terms of the quarterbacks? I mean, I'd rather not take the pick like the Vikings once did, <laughs> like just forget to pick, than pick Josh Allen. Like I'd rather literally not show up at the draft than pick Josh Allen. No okay. hyperbole. I'd yes. rather trade the pick for a second round. Well, hold on. So Keith, you why? brought that up. You know, the conspiracy theory people think is that the Vikings did that on purpose. Because they took Kevin Williams, but they yeah they got him like three spots later than he was supposed to go, and they saved the money. They saved the pick. money, and also the other, the teams behind them then because they were sort of rushing to get the pick in because the Vikings could come in at any time. They rushed so they didn't get to do their regular diligence to consider everything and consider trade stuff. So people thought it was like you know like high level like strategy. 
Yeah, the same people who think that <laughs> think Trump is playing 3D chess. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Like, yeah, but Kevin Williams but, turned out to be a Hall of Famer, so that worked out. But yeah, Akiva, yeah. talk to me about Josh Allen yeah. because I that I, I don't like I, I don't follow college football uh, so, so closely. Much. But I, uh, I mean, I didn't I follow know, Wyoming but, either. But, but, like I'm, I, <laughs> but I see I see people on Twitter also talk about oh I, I I you know I hate this trade the Jets made if they if they get Josh Allen, but I don't understand why it's necessarily. But you were you were on the money about Christian Hackenberg. So why why is Josh Allen so bad? Okay, no no quarterback has basically ever or in the modern era completed under fifty eight percent of their passes as a senior in college, and the list of and and become even like a uh, competent NFL backup. The list of players who did that are Hackenberg, uh, Connor Cook, Andrew Walter, if you remember, like a real bust for the Raiders, uh, and two very similar guys to that. Like the list is there's not it's not even like one for ten. It's impossible to be inaccurate. In college, that inaccurate, especially going up against like Idaho and really bad teams, and become a good quarterback. There's a thread. If I find it, I'll send it to you. There's a th- there's a thread of a guy just goes like a draft expert goes through like a hundred of Allen's throws, and every throw is the new worst throw I've ever seen. Like, it's <laughs> remarkable. I, so like, what the arm strength is so overrated, right? Like mm-hmm. the Eagles just won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Um, the the best arm strength of anyone we've ever seen was Jamarcus Russell, who you know was completely inept, like. Our, to me, arm strength and hand size and all these ridiculous things that people are going crazy about Josh Allen are insane. I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield, but compared to Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield's already a pro bowler. Like, I, we know that Baker Mayfield could be a huge flop. I, I think that it's there in their eyes, it's Rosen, Mayfield, and Allen. Which you don't need to have three, right? Because we have the third pick and you, you assume Darnold's going one. Um, I, I, to me... They're making it seem, by the way, all the media people recently have been like, no, the Jets hate Josh Allen. They're the lowest. I read this, that they're the lowest on Josh Allen of any of these teams who want a quarterback. Is there, hold oh, on. See, I, feel like like, I hope the Dolphins pick Is there any chance the Jets trade up with the Giants to the number two spot because they're afraid of some elite pro? It would be so expensive to do. The second trade, that shows you how expensive these trades are because the second trade, like, they don't even have the assets for it. Like, what are you going to trade them? Next year's first-round pick? That's going to be the number one pick in the draft. <laughs> I do love – what I love about uh, the, the NFL draft, and it's a sandwich March Madness, is it's people who have no – not like, like regular sports fans like Eve and I who have no knowledge of these specific topics all of a sudden anoint themselves right. like the arch experts. Sure. Like, I watch a lot of college football, but not enough to, like, have an opinion on yeah. Bradley Chubb. Yeah. But, you know, I, have a, I would have a strongly, strong opinion on yeah. him. Um. The quarterbacks you do see, like I, you definitely watched a ton of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, like mm-hmm. even my, I was speaking to my grandfather. Happy 89th birthday to Grandpa, and um, and he was saying like, yeah, I saw like every game of he, he, he like he saw so many games of Allen and Darnold, and he's like, he doesn't get it. Like Darnold stunk in every time he saw them, whereas Josh Allen like had some bad games, but looks really good. I I prefer Allen. I think of all four, although I'm I'm 99 sure that Darnold's going one anyway. What matter. about the concussions? Yeah, I mean it's it's a problem for for any of these guys. I mean, I I feel like Brady's had a lot of concussions and he's still fine. Yeah, well, I think the uh, like PED. I think uh, they they help with that. I believe. All right, so maybe Allen will take PEDs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I like to take that Allen cares about politics, so he can't be a good quarterback. That's one of my favorite days. Yeah, that uh, Josh Allen. I heard a person on a podcast talking about how he's had two concussions, Josh Allen, and his parents are doctors and they're wealthy. And next concussion he has, he's retiring. I mean, oh boy. I hope I hope someone's I hope someone spreads that rumor to the I don't believe Hold it. On. You First guys all, keep that's you guys impressive. keep saying Josh Allen for the last five minutes, but you mean Josh Rosen. No, Josh Allen. 
Oh, uh, no, but yeah, but jo- yeah, I didn't think Josh Allen's pants no, no, Josh Ro- This is Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen has the yeah, concussion. No, Keith, no, we Keith you said you hope they take the Josh Allen, but you mean Josh Rosen. No, I didn't say I hope. You did about five minutes ago. The listeners will be the judges. All right. Oh, all right. Let's not yeah. let's not nitpick here. Yes. People will understand what we're saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a little good confusing. Josh and bad Josh. Okay. Yeah. Good Josh. Yeah. That's true. But again, how how can Woody uh, choose some uh, as his quarterback, a player who's against his uh, beloved uh, president? Woody can't pick anybody. He's yeah. the he's the ambassador <laughs> to the United Kingdom. Uh, Chris Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Who's Chris? And Daughter? Yeah. His brother. His brother. His brother. Oh. His Christopher. Uh, I it was Chris <laughs> with a K. I don't know. Yeah. Are the Giants, what are the Giants going to do it to? Well, they're not taking a quarterback. I, oh, I think they are. I mean, I they're going to they try are. and sell it for ransom. I, I, like, I want, would, them, I want the Giants, them to take Saquon take Barkley thir- as a Giants hater. Uh, <laughs> would you take 13 and 21 and next year's second from Buffalo for that pick? For sure. Because next year, you, you're a year removed from Eli. Like, r- right now, they can't move away from Eli because they made these ridiculous promises after sort of, you know, the... How- it makes no sense. Like, the Giants put themselves in a trap yeah. they didn't oh, need to be. Exactly. Like, it's completely idiotic. But this They way, handled the Eli thing so badly last year that they, like, feel like they can't do it a second time. I know, that's again. what I'm saying. Like, so that's why... going to ruin his retirement That's why I think the Giants would rather have the second pick in 2019 than 2018 because this year they can't make pick a quarterback because they've sort of made this idiotic promise to Eli. I mean, general managers don't usually think like that, although Gettleman's news. Well, so Get- Gettleman's a moron, honestly. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. a thing. Well, that's my hope. Is Gettleman's that, a guy who gave $50 million dollars to two running backs at the same time in Carolina, which is why I And think, then five years later decided to do it again. Yeah, which is why I think that he'll take Saquon Barkley, who, again, might be very good, but he'll be out of the league after seven years. I kind of I kind of like Barkley. Oh, so do I. But it's just like, running backs don't have a shot. But shelf not life. at number two, at like number 22. Yeah, well, <laughs> mm-hmm. he won't be around by then. But yeah. Yeah. He's very prediction, in interviews. Uh, I think that the Giants are going to trade with the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to trade up to two. And take a quarterback? And to take Allen. And so then take a quarterback. Take Rosen, excuse me. Good Josh. Yeah. Good Josh. <laughs> and then the Giants trade back to five. So that, yeah, I mean, that would be good because the thing is, it's ideal to be at five or six. Like, if you're the Giants or the Colts, hold on. So, then what happens gonna to get my the, beloved case? You're going to get an amazing non quarterback <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he could start this year, and then, yeah. they, and then they have a quarterback on the bench. Yeah, by the way, Case Keenum, the Broncos are, are paying him $20 million. And then uh, the Vikings got, uh, what's his name? Trevor Simeon for like $2 million. To me, that's a big win. No, Keenum is so much better than Simeon. Okay, I agree that we're saying that today. Simeon in, barely won the starting okay, job over Brock In March Oswald. of 2018, we're saying that. But at this time last year, Case Keenum was lower than Trevor Simeon. Like, Trevor Simeon had been like, you know, had had a... Case Keenum is like one of the best quarterbacks in college football history. Trevor Simeon was yeah. like a bad Case quarterback. Case Keenum went undrafted through seven rounds of the NFL draft. I understand okay. because he was small, but like Case Keenum has more ability in his nostril than Trevor that's, Simeon that's, had in his that, life. That's a very easy take. Trevor Simeon's parents think that Trevor <laughs> Simeon's not as good as Case It's a very easy take. What's going Look, on? It's a very easy take to make after we saw what Case Keenum did this year. I'm just saying, like, w- when the Vikings signed him, nobody was commenting on that as their third-string quarterback. What about Paxton Lynch? Where does he go? Yeah, I don't know. what the, He must be a disaster. Him and Christian Hackenberg should oh, go on the amazing so race. Bad. Yeah, he didn't even get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Wait, who was the quarterback who was The Bachelor? Jesse, Jesse Palmer. Palmer, Jesse Palmer, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now he's a college football anal- uh, analyst on ESPN, I think, right? It's funny because it was like a f- the Bachelor. I'm sure like the ratings were higher than they are now. But like, wait, hold on. I thought Aaron Rodgers' brother matter. also was on the Bachelor. Yes, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. not he's a like more famous. Than he's not a quarterback. But he's he just wasn't a troll. the Bachelor. He wasn't. He was one of the guys. He was like in the. Oh, he was the on the pool. Bachelorette. You're saying he, he was yeah. the Bachelorette. Uh, okay. Didn't he get picked though, where he came in second? I, I think he was in the mix, but I don't think he uh, was the winner. Yeah. I think I, I like how Rob protects. Oh, you actually don't watch that show. I don't watch that. But listen, yeah. if, if it's causing distractions to the Packers, then we're all winners. So 
Yes. Uh, Keeve, how will you feel yeah. when the Mets call up Tim Tebow in September? <laughs> I mean, so Tim Tebow, Chester, did you see this? He got promoted to Binghamton. I thought they sent it back down. Now, I follow. No, he. they just sent it. I mean, they sent him down to Binghamton. But that's promotion year over year because he was in St. Lucie, IA last oh, year. Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't. He know. got promoted mid last year. I I follow. I have like a Tebow tab, and I follow. Uh, like I'll check like Tebow once a week, tab. see how he's doing on my computer. I have like a hundred tabs, and I, my whole life is just checking those tabs. And um, so Tebow was hitting like he was probably like he had like an OPS of like six fifty in single A, and the Mets were like, "All right, perfect. Uh, he hit a double. Let's uh, promote him to high A." So they promote him to high A. Keep in mind he's twenty nine, so he's the oldest guy at all of these levels by seven years. Uh, but also, obviously, as the least baseball experience. The first few weeks at single A, he became like Aaron Judge, except without the home runs. He was hitting like 400 with like one home run. Absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. People were getting excited. A couple like articles being written. And then he basically didn't get a hit the last six weeks of the season. Like he literally, I assume he just cannot hit a curveball or a slider. And like the second you sort of face him, you, you adapt. And, you know, the second time, the second everybody sees him. Uh, second second time they see him, it's uh, it's you know, just automatic strikeouts. So what was he in spring training, Rob? Like one for fourteen with eleven strikeouts or something? Yeah, I want to say that his spring training batting, batting average was like less than a hundred. I think it was like point oh five six or something. Yeah, I think it was one for fourteen. So the Mets are sending him to Double A. Sandy could claim that he's going to be up in the majors, but there's no way because there is no scenario. the The gap, the jump from High A to Double A, they say is the biggest in my in the minor leagues. And Tebow is, going, is not going to be able to get a hit at the double-A level. So this yeah. is going to be it. My prediction, in fact, is that Tebow struggles so badly at double-A, the Mets either A— I think, you know, probably also, Rob, the Mets probably own, because it's, it was called the Mets till this year. I bet the Mets own that team, and that's why they want to have them there, because they get the money. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Whereas a lot of the other minor league organizations, that you know, it's just like a subletting type of thing. Um He's going to be like three for 100, and the Mets are going to be like, all right, we have to send you down because this is like embarrassing to, you know, you can't play. This is, you know, you're, you're blocking guys. And like either send him down, and then he'll just like uh, fake an injury and retire. That's my mm-hmm. prediction. June 22nd, Tim Tebow retires from baseball. <laughs> Who's still in the Mets organization longer, Tim Tebow or Adrian Gonzalez? Uh, it's such a good question. I- I'm going to say Adrian. No, I'm going to say... Tebow's longer because I, you know, my my DL prediction would maybe have it. Adrian, I'm going to say Tebow's longer because I think Adrian doesn't last April, unless unless Adrian pulls like the Derek Bell, which is <laughs> like hit like five home runs the first boat? week. What? Yeah, live on a boat. And then didn't Bell or was this Bell or Daryl Hamilton who like, I think it was Bell, like mm-hmm. couldn't didn't get out the first three weeks of the year and then like <laughs> didn't get you like you know the first guy to ten home runs that's always exciting. Then didn't get a hit the rest of the season, but his numbers like were so good the first uh, few weeks that nobody <laughs> yeah. notices till July. I, I think that was uh, maybe was that two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like nobody notices, and then he got hurt. I think before the playoffs that year, also, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. By the way, Probably. Derek yeah, was, Bell. If you Google him, his uh, photo that pops up on Google is very unfortunate. <laughs> Derek Bell. Well, he's a he's a goofy looking guy. Derek. No, Bell. but it's 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 like it's like an arrest. It's uh, it's a. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if he still lives on the boat. Well, he had a funny mustache, Derek Bell, right? Yeah, and he wore like a giant uniform also. It was like, more like the biggest uniform. And, and by he the used, way, I believe add- he used to come out to Big Pimpin', I think it was uh, his entrance song. To add insult Rob, to injury, by the way, you Google him, you see a, you see his mugshot on the right, but like in terms of the search results, he's behind Derek Bell Racing Driver. So he- mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I've never even heard of Derek Bell. Why, uh, that's weird. 
Uh, I didn't know he got arrested. He looks really old. He yeah. looks like um, well. D- well, hold on, Derek. Derek. Derek Bell, the other Albert one, was Bell. knighted by uh, you know the Queen of England. So I think she, he should be higher mm. than our Derek Bell. Yeah, <laughs> Derek. This Derek Bell was re-knighted. I think. <laughs> by the way, this Bell, <laughs> the other Derek Bell is seventy-six and looks two decades younger than the forty-nine-year-old uh, former baseball player. Yeah, no, Derek Bell. Uh, time has not been living on a boat. Really, like ruins your skin. I think. But also, like I'm looking at his like rookie card from the eighties. And he looks 45. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember he did like what, Operation Shutdown, right? He did something oh, yeah, like Operation that. Yeah, Operation Shutdown. But that wasn't on the Mets. Was that on the Blue Jays? He did that on the Pirates, I think. Shutdown. Yeah, Bell yeah. puts Pirates on alert for Operation Shutdown from, uh, it doesn't even say what I year love this you, is. Like, not talking to the media, but like giving it a name. <laughs> Operation Shutdown. That's that's great. Really, one of his best years on the Mets. He had uh, eighteen homers. Yeah, he did great. Yeah, he was done. That's funny. He was, at thirty-one. He had eighteen homers. Uh, he couldn't get a hit. He went to Pittsburgh that next year. Could not get a hit. I guess went into Operation Shutdown, and that was it. Never played in the majors again at thirty-two. Okay, yeah. Rob. It's, also, it's your yes. turn to guess something. So Akiva had me guess how many uh, different Survivor podcasts you're doing a week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just searched uh, on my computer, you know, in my documents folder. How many documents yeah. do I have uh, with Derek Bell in them? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'll say uh, four. Oh, he gets it on the nose. Good job. <laughs> what? Can you tell us what documents? Yeah, the, the all-90s team, the all-Astros team, the best players by position, by war, by team. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a complicated chart. <laughs> in the and then another document, which is called Best Seasons of Career, which I'm opening this. I haven't updated this since 2006, but oh, my God. It's exactly it's – exactly, it, it lists the best year of the career for like – looks like every single baseball player ever because I'm scrolling down. It's a Word document. It's 47. Doesn't it drive you insane that these all these charts become obsolete? Like shouldn't you have to like – Spend all of your time updating. Well, I charts. do. Like yeah, the well, end of every season now. in every sport is my busy season because I got to update all my charts for the year. <laughs> I hope your dad listens to this podcast so we could like hang his head. Yeah. this is phenomenal. Like, so I can tell you, for example, that uh, Benito Santiago's best season was 1996, uh, mm. but uh, but Michael Barrett's best season was 2006. So let's see, Derek. Michael Barrett, the catcher, yeah. he was pretty good. He was like an all underrated right, so player, where, but didn't have a Where long is Derek career. Bell in this document? Uh, he's down on page uh, 12. Yeah, his best season was 98 for the for Houston. Rob, how do you think it would affect your life if Chester got into Survivor the way he got into Big Red, <laughs> and he got into baseball? Yeah, and he would be making charts about all if the just Survivor. Had, like, charts everything. Was yeah, like getting he, like fist fights in the patron group with he, people. No, problems. well, yeah, Wait, he would be like into confessional to? count and uh, like edgic. Who's that guy yeah, who would be on the show? <laughs> Oh, doing? somebody said, somebody messaged us and said that you're a lot like, or Rob messaged some me. Yankee. And said <laughs> some Yankee. This guy Bradley. I, 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 I replied you on Twitter. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, guy, the guy's a lawyer and like a nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's cool. He's definitely cooler than you. Yeah. No, and he's, and everybody uh, like talking, and the, the viewers uh, really can't stand him. <laughs> All right, Rob, I don't know much about Survivor, but what was your, you're allowed to like take one special item with you, right? Yes. So what was your item? I brought a magic eight ball. Okay. Well, that's like his thing. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, I'm exposing. He, no, he probably mentioned that 40 times on the Seinfeld show, but it's fine. No, the truth no is I, I, I know that he would sometimes ask the magic eight ball questions. I didn't know he brought it with him to like some island. Yeah. 
Yeah. The truth is, I don't think people. I don't. Do they? If they still bring things, it's never discussed on the show. So I don't. No, think they, they don't still, still do it. They don't still do it anymore. Yeah. It was sort of. They, that should be. That would be like a nice old school, like sort of. You know, could could be one. Ghost season, Island. Season. Yeah. The, the yeah. old people's luxury items are still there. Yeah. <laughs> Chester, what they're doing this year is like old twists. Chester would love this. He likes medicine. Mm-hmm. Like old twists. Like if you had an old advantage or hidden immunity idol, there's like an island where we could go and like if it was like played poorly last time you can sort of like play it and try and like reverse the curse uh so it's very meta everything's just like uh ref- you know referencing previous seasons um rob do you like do you think in like 30 years they would they would have to bring the island back like ghost island would be on ghost island <laughs> why because it's gonna cost somebody <laughs> the game yeah no yeah if it costs someone the game if someone messes up on ghost island then they have to like their ghost island is ghost island in like 20 seasons that might be a little too meta but i i hope so because that'll mean that like my kids got to go to college <laughs> that's true. i mean you're so, like survivor could be on you could you could you know you could say one stupid thing and get canceled rob <laughs> well yeah hopefully be, <laughs> hopefully you have to be really stupid yeah i'm very confused. jimmy sir. kimmel says that he like sometimes in the middle of the night will like turn to his wife uh, like who's also the head writer of, of the show, and be like, do you realize I could like tweet one word right now or like one dumb thing, and like all this, the house, everything is gone. Mm-hmm. It's like one one bad tweet. That's it. It's everything is gone forever. Manish Meta yeah. will say that at night to his uh, significant other also. <laughs> no, he. I think, he, I think that's like Michael Richards says that. Yeah, he's day. the exception to the rule. So Ma, Ma, uh, Manish Meta asks his significant other, and she says that's too meta, but then he uh, goes forward with it anyway. Oh, this, right, this we're reaching the end of the line here. Sorry. Rob, what else do you have for us? Uh, you guys already covered Albert Bell. Yeah, we caught co- Albert Bell. Well, Derek Bell and Albert Bell. Yeah, Albert, yeah, they, Albert Bell you know, also had a rough day. Indecent exposure. Yeah. Bad week for the Bells. We, I didn't get. There was no more elaboration than indecent exposure, right? I assume. I hope that just means you use like peeing next to the field. That's that's sort of your hope. With no, this, the headline from the New York Post today is Albert Bell shook his penis at my teenage daughter. <laughs> but no but, way. But, but, but is that really the headline? That's the headline. To be fair, oh, and, no. and I'm going to defend Albert Albie. Bell here for a second. Maybe he was urinating, and it was like the post urination shake. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, see, I didn't know. I just saw. I just saw indecent exposure, and I see. I'm an. I like. I I give people the benefit of the doubt. I just assume that like. You know, people would have to get him. An extreme DUI? Like, how extreme could it be? <laughs> extreme. <laughs> that sounds pretty extreme, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, it does. Akiva, so, Rob, you, you, did you ever go to sleepaway camp as a youth? No. So no. One, of, one of the perks of, uh, of Jewish uh, t- uh, sleepover camps is... Yes, know, I'm very in, jealous. In the boys' bathrooms, all like the, you know, obscene things that would be written on the stalls. Yes, I, that's I, one I of the perks. Camps. Nobody wrote obscene things on the stalls. Really? Uh, you went to like a treasure camp where you could write on the stalls. Like in my in my camp, there was we anyway. Well, because now like now that. I have a five year old son, so he's like the perfect age for that humor. So I tell him all these like limericks that I've learned from like, and he loves them all. People wrote limericks on the <laughs> stall in summer camp, but you went to a <laughs> yeah. Well, limericks the, are the nerdiest graffiti. Well, the reason I just brought this oh, yeah, up like, is because one of them was no matter how much you shake and dance, the last drop always ends up in your pants. Did well, you? What were the other lines? That's only two. Well, that was all right. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's another one. Uh, some come here to sit and think. Uh, some come here to shit and stink. But I come here to play with my balls and read the poetry on the walls. Right. So look, I, I remember these, another line. That's I remember these 25 years later. So that's pretty good. Uh, Chet, what, what camp was this? <laughs> Wisconsin. I got a lot oh, more. My, my wife went there. I, I'm saying. She said the guys used to play. Um, they used to play shower hockey. They had like a league of hockey in the shower. We ha- uh, I, I once went to shower call, They call that camp naked camp for a reason. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, it was, it, everyone was naked. Yeah. And then, um, 
It was I not good. To, to use a side reference, it was not good naked, though. It was all it bad. It was bad naked, naked. It was yes. Bad. Hockey naked is bad naked. <laughs> My, I, I remember when I was uh, abroad, a, a guy in camp had gone to that camp, and pre-Instagram, you used to have to lug around like a picture book if you wanted to like show people your pictures, if you were cool and you had pictures with your friends. Rob, do you remember this? Or Chester? Show pictures of your You'd have like an album. It's called an album, right? You'd, ha- you'd have like albums of your friends, and you might bring them. So this guy had an Wait, album. Wait, you bring your albums it. to camp, or you, you take your albums of camp? No, you bring your albums to like with you in life. So we're in school at, for the year, so he brought an album of, of his pictures. Yeah, I don't know a lot okay. of people um, who brought their photo albums to, to Yeshiva. Everyone did, except for probably me and Chester. I've never taken a picture of my life, and Chester's never had a friend, oh, yeah. so who do you take pictures of? <laughs> so anyway, so he had pictures, and then I'm like looking through his camp, his camp in Wisconsin's pictures, that my wife had gotten to, and like some of the pictures, there's like a guy who's naked, but then there's like a black dot. Someone's like censored the picture, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What's going on here?" It's like, "Oh yeah, my mom went through all the pictures and like drew over all the pieces." <laughs> <laughs> what a what a loving mother with a marker, <laughs> with a black marker. Yeah, so, so like nobody could see it. <laughs> When I was a counselor at a different camp, a much better camp, uh, you know, one of my kids, it was actually a genius move. So these kids did not want to get up in the morning, obviously, because they're like 14. So one of the kids would intentionally sleep completely in the nude because one of my moves when I'd pull their blankets off in the morning and I couldn't do it to that kid anymore. So I feel like 28, it would be hard to be a counselor in 2018 in one of these camps. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the camp that I went to in Wisconsin, if that camp was still doing what it was doing, I mean, like when I... My my co-owner in our league of leagues, he and I went to that camp together. And a couple of uh, mm. a couple of months ago, we were talking, we were uh, you know text messaging each other, and and all of a sudden, I I remembered these things that I literally had like wanted to, went into the back of my mind for two decades. And sure. I mean that that entire camp would be like on the cover of like you know like the New York Post for a month straight if the, if some of the stories <laughs> came out. Alex Chester shook his <laughs> 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 Anyhow. All right. I think we've had enough here. So was, was this the worst episode of 32 Fans Podcast? It, well, it had the least, had the the least conversation about the Mets, I think, is of, any, of any episode we've had this year. So, Yeah. I mean, basically, the Mets, if they stay healthy, they're going to be good. And if they all get hurt, they're going to be bad. <laughs> that's a hot take. That's it. I mean, there's not, there's nothing else to discuss. All right. Yeah, I agree. So, Rob, me, are you picking them to make the playoffs? Give me a record, Rob. Uh, I, I, I would say that they'll probably, uh, I'll say they're uh, 85 wins and uh, probably don't make the second wild card, but are right there. So they lose it to who? Like Milwaukee by a game or something? Or? I, I, you, I'd have to I know what was going on yeah. with any other team in Major League Baseball. <laughs> All right, Akiva. So uh, Rob's giving the Mets 85 wins. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to say 83 and 79, uh, September collapse. But I think they're going to be pretty, uh, you know, um, competitive until then. Uh, that would be a good season from where they were last year, right? It would be a step in the right direction. I think maybe we'll be very impressed with the manager by the end of the year. Yeah. You just want the pitchers to stay healthy. But I also think, Rob, that we've learned in the future, if we had to do this again, the Mets... Built through hitting, and then you just buy the pitchers. That's what the Cubs have, are doing also. These, yeah. hit, these hitters never stay healthy. Yeah, so I, just, I think that well, their plan was that they were going to trade the pitching for the hitting, I think they thought. But then they never did that. They never felt like nobody ever wanted to give up a hitter for a pitcher. That was the problem. I think they felt like, okay, we'll stockpile the pitchers, then we'll, and then we'll trade for a big bat. And I guess they did. They traded for Cespedes, but I think they thought that it was going to work out a little easier. 
Well, here's the thing. Even though your your team is right. completely mismanaged and you know your front office has no money because they lost it on a Ponzi scheme, like ostensibly you guys are a, a major market team. And so ostensibly, Allegedly. ostensibly. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, that's like saying the Brooklyn Nets are a major market team. Yeah. I hear you. But, but what I'm saying is because I look at this from the completely opposite perspective, because as a Twins fan, I was so jealous of the Mets. And I'm even, I mean, even though our team is much better right now, I was still jealous of the Mets because. I, I, I mean. Well, here, let me. It is impossible. Much better. It is impossible to acquire elite pitch. Like, you, you cannot get an ace pitcher unless you develop one yourself. It's just not a possibility. Unless you're willing to spend, even in this market, which was like the uh, comically down market because of collusion, you Darvish still got you know twenty five million dollars a year. So if you're a mm-hmm. team like the Twins, the one thing you will never ever 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 get is an ace pitcher unless you get one yourself, like Johan Santana or Francisco Liriano was for six months or, or whatever. So mm-hmm. t- to me, it's like I would much rather have. And again, if you're in an elite, if you're in a big market like you know the Nationals or the or the Cubs. Or, you know, the Dodgers who can go buy it, or maybe the Mets one day, who can go buy any free agent pitcher they want. Okay, so you get the hitting and they go buy the pitching. But for me, I'd much rather develop the pitching because hitters are much more affordable on the market. Yeah, well, the problem is that the pitchers are good for a year yeah. and then they blow out yeah. their Tommy John or they need Tommy John and then uh, are out for 18 months and then you don't know what they are when they come back. Yeah. Yeah, the hitters seem to be the safer bet. That's, you know, I, I think the draft is going that direction too. What are you going to do? So, Rob, when's, when's the next time you're coming on, on the show? I feel like we never speak. Yeah. We're, this is like, we're like a couple that broke up, but we're still in good terms, but we don't really run into each other that much. Yeah, we don't run into each other too much. So, I was thinking that, uh, that you know, we did the Seinfeld podcast that I, I think, I feel like that we should like uh, be recapping Atlanta. What's the connection? <laughs> it's like the exact opposite of Seinfeld. Rob, do you watch? Bill- I think do you watch Billions. No. Do you watch Silicon Valley? No. Oh, so because two of my favorite shows uh, had their season debuts last night, but I guess. Oh, great yeah. story. The, the um, <laughs> I, I think like two white guys recapping uh, who've like never even been in Atlanta. Probably I've been in, I've been to one Braves game. Yeah, that is, that aren't on the Ringer, right? Yeah. I- <laughs> That's pretty good. That's good. Yeah, Rob is anti ringer. <laughs> also, join, yeah, do a shot every time Facebook Bill Simmons tells you that he watched Get Out. I didn't hear what you said, but it was about Simmons and Get Out. It's probably funny. Yeah, do a shot every time Bill Simmons tells you that he watched Get Out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. That's that is like the new main thing in like the Get Out sequel is people like Bill Simmons talking about. Well, Bill Simmons has accomplished this phenomenal thing, which is that he's sort of incredibly unwoke in terms of like the way that he talks about women, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yet he sort of surrounds himself with enough young people that he can sort of he in his yeah, head. That's he's true. The, if he thinks he's so, he woke. would be Adam Carolla, but for the fact that he hired like fifty millennials. Or yeah, whatever. but like people like Lena Dunham before she became like enemy number one. <laughs> <laughs> like she used to like anoint. Like she thought that Bill Simmons was woke. Also, now again, she in hindsight was not the right. Uh, I mean, she doesn't know anything. Like she's she's not like following him. Yeah, it's but, really not much difference between him and. And Corolla, other than like who he's surrounded. I mean, if you reread the book of basketball, it's cringeworthy. A lot of the things he says. Wait, Rob, did you? You probably didn't see it because you follow thirty five hundred people. What? Only seventy seven of whom follow Stormy Daniels. We found out. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, Interesting. It's an interesting read. Um, I po I posted an old uh like blog that that Simmons wrote about Survivor. I think it was two different ones. Yes, where he like takes like twelve shots at Janu, like saying like how ugly and whatever she is. And and there was a thing where uh, it, Tom Westman, um, yeah. 
like somebody I, somebody wanted to vote out Tom, and I forget what it is, and they say like, well he. Uh, the word got back to Tom, and it's like, of course, word got back. He told two chicks. If you tell two chicks a secret, obviously, it's gonna get. You know, it was like mm-hmm. very like barstooly. You know, it was yeah. like very, and it was like, yeah, oh yeah, that's exactly what Simmons was. Uh, like before everyone got woke fifteen years ago, including yeah. us. Yes, All right. he's uh, he's evolved. We've all evolved. I'm, listen, I'm sure my <laughs> takes from 2002, if they weren't, you know, probably gone because they were on AOL, which didn't save anything, <laughs> probably wouldn't be. I wouldn't be proud of anything I've either. <laughs> <laughs> is is that why you deleted the original 32 fans podcast with Ari Gold? Oh, well, how about Rob really throwing that? I don't even know. No, it's not deleted. It's, it's, it's still there. Akiva, you, want, you once cut. got a piece of fan mail from uh, <laughs> Aton Vanmarsh. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Um, yeah, that, that, first of all, that's a funny cut. No, I think uh, those episodes are still on the internet. If you want to hear us preview the 2012 Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, first guest ever, Alexander Chester, actually on that podcast. Oh wow! Oh nice. Yeah, it was the well, Vikings was, and That Seahawks, was the first time we ever spoke. It was to you each and other. Josh Grassman. First time we ever spoke. How, how did you find uh, me? You you asked like for friend, mutual friends for a Vikings. No, game? you were in my you were in my pool. All right, now we're just boring, Rob. But you were in my pools uh, at that point. No, and, uh, not yet. You, no way. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. Right. and then you told me you were a Vikings fan, and we were always on the lookout for like. You know, the Jake Lewins of the world. Like, people were fans of weird teams, like the Cubs mm-hmm. and the Seahawks. Uh, and then uh, the rest was history. Now, Rob, Chester is coming here in two days for two weeks. Yes. Um, I don't, like, I, you are famously against us podcasting in person because you say we're too nice to each other in person. <laughs> I am. That's a, uh, I, I don't know. How, how many podcasts have I listened to of you guys in person? Not not. I mean, my favorite thing is when you fight. always at a restaurant. Yeah. You never go to like my. Yeah, the audio is always very bad. Right but th- but then yeah. again, my audio is always very bad. Ch- yeah. Chester Chester's family is going. Chester's family owns uh, a nice apartment. Uh, my parents, um, not in, me. Your parents. Yeah. You're your family. Like, yeah. Um, and instead of using that apartment that a lot of people would uh, you would really like to have, uh, but nobody offered it to them. Um, Wait, I don't understand what you're they saying. They are go- So people who nah, people are allowed- Chester's family is going up to a hotel for the whole holiday because it's very complicated to make the like all the passover meals with the food and stuff it's much easier if you can to go away but chester's going to a hotel that doesn't have internet oh my god well yeah, it I, sounds like a nightmare i, I mean they did, we went there last year the same one I, I don't remember how bad the internet was but i do remember that for the purpose of recording a podcast with akiva i had to turn my phone into a mobile hotspot and pay some like outrageous amount to like have a 45 minute podcast it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, what are you going to do during the day? Is like go on hikes? That sounds yeah. like an absolute... No, it was, it was a ton of fun last year. It was a lot of fun. Why? See, you should do what I do. Well, you're you anti-leave you the house, house, so... <laughs> yeah, which is like, I would just say, and I, would be, I wouldn't be lying, but I would just say I have to work during those days. Like, it's not vacation for me. You're going to like work on the hike or something. Your, your wife would never just like let you leave her with your in-laws and your three kids, right? Oh, well, forget about like, oh, I work. I think I'm like work, like work, work. Like, my job, like, they don't recognize vacations, so I have to, quote-unquote, work every day other than the day I'm traveling. Well, that's what I'm saying, but you're going to have, like, you're going to have to go on these hikes and all these nonsense things, whereas I get out of them. Yeah, but first of all, it's not my in-laws, it's my parents. That's what I'm saying. With your wife's in, like, I would, I leave my wife with my in-laws. Oh, oh, oh or so, or so your wife goes with your parents' places and you stay home. Correct. Oh, I see what Correct. you're saying. With her in-laws. Okay. You, you can't get away with that. Yeah, but also, we, we go to fun places, so. All right. <laughs> okay. All right, we've really gone like so far. Like this again, ostensibly yeah. was a podcast. This has nothing to do fans. with the Mets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Rob, this was such an honor having you on. Uh, look, Even it's a pleasure. Even though you don't listen to this podcast uh, anymore. 
do you I listen? Be like, do I listen to I'm it? Saying, no, I said it's an honor, even though you don't listen anymore. I, I listen you when know. you guys when you. So this is like a tough uh, time because uh, that I uh, don't follow the NBA, and so there's mm-hmm. no baseball, there's no football, and then I get oh NFL free agency. I can listen to 32 fans, and then that's when you guys are bringing out the uh, you know heavy hitters of ranking flags and Jewish foods. <laughs> To be fair, my brother, uh, Sammy Chester, who's a listener, he was like begging us, begging us to do like uh, NFL free agency podcasts. And Akiva just adamantly refused. And I made like a whole bunch. Yeah, he did. He sent us. He like starts these group chats with both of us. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you guys are abdicating your duty. But I have so many podcast. notes and comments. I actually made a list of like the top needs for all 30 teams in the league, which uh, you 32. Know. Yeah. So, like nobody wants your. Oh, you mean <laughs> baseball? <laughs> No, I meant football. <laughs> oh, so you don't even know how many teams there are, and you people want us to do a, a free agency podcast? Like, I got to find someone else. Maybe Ari Gold wants to come back and do a free agency podcast with me. <laughs> you guys ever like do like a mailbag or ever like uh, just answer questions from the I, Facebook group? I think group? it would be a fun thing. I don't know if we'd get any questions. Do you think uh, we'd get oh questions? no, you'd get you'd get uh, well, thirty no, here's questions. The, here's easy the, from the problem: the Facebook we group. get questions. Like people email me questions, listeners. Like I would say one to two a week, unsolicited. Wow. But instead of reading them on the podcast and discussing them with Akiva, I just like he makes re- charts. I respond with an email to them. Yeah, I spend three hours making a chart to respond chart. to them. Fine, <laughs> we could do a mailbag uh, thing. It'll be very on brand if like zero people write in. <laughs> no, there's the like Facebook. Here, here's what you do: you po- post a question thread in the Facebook group, and then mm-hmm. you get a bunch of questions, and half of them will be sort of like uh, you know uh, jokey, ridiculous questions. That will be a fun podcast. All right, that might not, that might not be. We're fifty people away. In the Facebook group from that horrible scene by thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? The, no. In, in, in the Facebook group, uh, under every post, it says, like, this post has been seen by X number. Of oh, people. that kicks in at a certain number? <laughs> it kicks out at 250. It's like it punish, Facebook punishes small groups. So I have a relative who works for Facebook, and I said, like, it's really intrusive. Like, I, you know, like, it's one thing if, if the Facebook uh, group, like, page owner could see it. <laughs> But it's for everyone to just see it. It's like tracking all of your activity. Then you know, like who's online, exactly when they saw it. It literally, if if you click on that, it literally will say things like, you know, person X was online 34 seconds ago. Um, I said you got to get rid of it. And you know what he said? He's like, uh, people, you should just be happy that anyone's in your stupid Facebook group. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true, yeah. But that just it it seems like uh, appropriate in light of like the news about Facebook this last week. Like, so I'm checking. Yeah, Akiva, we have exactly like, you're blessed to even be on this website. We Facebook ex- can't buy good publicity right now. Akiva, we have exactly 200 people in the Facebook group right now. Mm-hmm. But I know that like two or three weeks ago I checked and we had 200 then and people have been joining since then. So I guess people are joining and leaving at the same rate. You well, haven't had you people also- deleting their Facebook accounts? <laughs> yeah, probably a lot of Facebook deleters. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag delete Facebook. And also uh, you made – this is the Chester's marketing genius, Rob. We were in an NCAA tournament pool and like Chester basically like tries to trap people by joining the group to like see the standings. From the pool. No, 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 no. Like, that was yeah. a no. I only do that for thirty-two fans' pools, like the NBA Survivor pool, which was like four listeners of this right. podcast. Yeah, I, it, it, but the point is, nobody wants. Don't force anyone to be in a group. No, I didn't. Force like how, By the way, I did know Rob. It seems like every ten seconds, someone's joining these patron groups of yours. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, well, the thing is, I so I, I had an NCAA pool, and I yeah. said, if you want to see the standings, you got to join the Robbie's Podcast see, Patreon. If group. you listen to our podcast, you would have known that we picked a bracket one episode, and we, if we won, we were going to give a listener a thousand dollars. Yeah, and we were like leading for most of the tournament, but we it ended up not winning. Yeah, and like, we had a couple know. of all sports uh, episodes, by the way. We did have a free agency episode right after the uh, flag episode. Okay. The same week. 
No, I listened to that one. I did listen to that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I listened Justin, to that one. Do you know one. that Rob and I did a cold takeoff without you? The first yeah, I, cold takeoff. Cold takeoff. What is that? Yeah, we uh, yeah. we needed to we needed to nail down the the rules better. I thought uh, people liked it. I think. Yeah. But I, I agree. It was, it was survivor little, themed um, or just general themed. Yeah, it was survivor themed. Okay. We went. On, the two of us were guests on a different podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you yeah. guys have been doing things together? Because Akiva, you implied that no like, one podcast. No, that was it. Okay. And we were both guests, so we weren't like interacting. We couldn't like commandeer the ship and start talking about the Mets on that episode. It been yeah, weird. it wasn't even our podcast. We were neither, neither of us were the host. In that theory, podcast. it is yours. You do, like, you do own the. No, 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 no. no. Um, but I do think a cold takeoff could be really good. I really think the criteria should be they a truism that people say all the time that is that upon further review is not actually true. Mm. How about this? Like laughter is I the think- best medicine. Except that's <laughs> no, that no, you're 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 lost, Chester. Uh, how about so, something like, I kind of think Manish Mehta sucks. How's that for a cult? But that would mean that he doesn't actually suck. And then if your point was that he's actually the greatest journalist of our time, I guess you could do that. But it's sort of like like uh, defense wins championships or something like that. It's like ah, eh, not really. Yeah. Not, By not, the way, uh, speaking of sports, for one second. Yeah, one second. Uh, the Jets. The, the Jets. This is what the podcast should be called. Speaking about sports for one second. Um, <laughs> the Jets did not even call the Giants when they were trying to trade up to. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Yeah, I like that. I like they tr- they called one and three. I think the Jets and the Giants. Uh, I, I know. I don't have to say. I think I know that the Jets and the Giants dislike each other much more than the media even lets on. That the, the organizations themselves really. I think there were some complications with um, building the stadium together. And they, but for fans, fans it's, it's just other. the Patriots, right? The hatred. The fans hate the Patriots much. I mean, every I think all 31 teams now probably hate the Patriots more than their biggest rival. I think at this point. I don't think that's true in the NFC East. I don't think that's true for, you know, Cowboys, Washington, Eagles. I, I, you'd have, I, th- I think a Cowboys fan at this point, short term, would have to say they hate the Patriots more than the Eagles or the Giants. Like, how could you not hate the Patriots? I don't know. I, you know, I guess I would root for the Packers over the Patriots in the Super Bowl, technically. So I guess you're right. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Okay. Not if it was uh, Minnesota, though. But yeah, that'll never happen again. So. Yeah. Can you believe all after right, all that drama, yeah. after all that drama, that nobody from the, like that it was like, oh, Brady and Belichick and um, Kraft, they're gonna break up. Oh, it's, this is it. This is the end. And then the, uh, the offensive coordinator didn't even leave. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's I, like. I, <laughs> It's it's like all these people feverishly assuming on Twitter that uh, that Trump is about to go down and you know this is the end of Trump this week now now he's facing the end. Yeah, that that famous tweet by um, the guy who blew up T Dub, Bronze Hammer. Yeah, what was that? Who uh, he, he has a famous tweet that people always retweet. It's like it's essentially like uh, like you know we like it's essentially like finally we got Trump at last. Like you know thirty seconds later, like Trump squirms away without any repercussions. Mm-hmm. It's a better, much better tweet than than what I'm saying. But. Yeah. Okay. All right. On that note. <laughs> yeah. Chester, well, how are you feeling about BB Can Six? Um. <laughs> are you still broken up about about Kirsten not getting on the show? Yeah, I tried to mute. I tried to figure out a way to mute BB Can on Twitter because there was way too much. Uh, yeah, you're always trying to <laughs> mute, mute Big Brother. The truth is, the the Big Brother people, Rob. I think you need to like sit down with everybody and have this. Yeah. Like, there needs to be like a second Twitter for Big Brother. Yeah. The people who post like a hundred times a day about the show. Right. Like I don't want to unfollow you. 
but I can't sit through a hundred tweets and the and the mute doesn't work. It never catches the hashtag. Yeah, no, that, yeah. That, yeah. That we is need to have an intervention. But like, I, so I, I like I like following Rob and I and I like his you know even his Survivor tweets. But and then if he's going to talk about Big Brother, fine. But once he gets to Big Brother Canada, it's like yeah, I, I, I don't. What do I have? I tweeted two things about Big Brother Canada. I don't know. I muted it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't tweet about Big Brother Canada. <laughs> But maybe you're retweeting them or liking them. For some reason, other people's likes show up in my feed. Rob, it's really uh, people. It really bothers me that you're normalizing Big Brother. Canada. I feel like you. I, you sh- yeah, you really should. You should have quit the show when they when they when they screwed you up. And by the way, Akiva, you're allowed to say this because you're a quarter Canadian. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I wanted to like honestly, I wanted to like drone strike Canada. Like, I, like, to, me, to me, you guys, everyone was way too calm. It was mm-hmm. insane. People should have like been declaring war. Yeah. Look, uh, well, look, I, I can't, I can't be, you know, getting all hysterical about these they things. They need you more than you need them, big mm-hmm. Canada, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. No, no comment. By Keith. the way, I'll say no more. You, wait, Chester, you don't know this story, but Rob, the show got canceled, and Rob literally led a campaign to get the show back on the air. No, I know about that. Your Twitter feed. Yeah. Oh, you, how do you know about that? I think you probably told me. I, there's no way that's ever come out of my mouth. No, no. I know um, it, and how else would I know it? So, Well, I don't know. Maybe Rob, when you read Rob's tweet, said, I single-handedly saved Big Brother I Canada. never tweeted that. I, I've never said that or tweeted it. <laughs> I know, I know. Or even thunk it. Rob, mm-hmm. is, is this where we should tell Akiva about the secret Big Brother Canada podcast you and I have been doing for the last two years? <laughs> yes, yes. Tell him, Chester, tell him all about you, it. For $100,000, you we couldn't get you to watch. Can you imagine Chester if he got into watching feeds? <laughs> Rob? <laughs> yeah, well, I, have, I like, think so he... Many uh, pigs. <laughs> I think he he would become like him and Taryn might actually like murder. It might be like a homicide. <laughs> yeah, he's either in or out. I don't get any of these jokes. Yeah, no, for sure. It would be, it would be, re- no. The live feeds means like you watch them 24 hours yeah, a day, yeah. Chester. Yeah, no, I got it. That's yeah, it. imagine sounds- if they took the feeds down and Chester had to like call up and try and figure out what was happening like on camera four at 11.37 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It would be, it would be bad. All right, so Ch- Rob normalizing Big Brother Canada. Uh, Chester, um... Flying here. I think we're going to go out. Chester and I are going to go out. We're going to have a nice meal. Thursday night, um, we'll eat some uh, chametz. That's our last leavened bread for a weekend. For our, last, our last meal before the... before. Um, and we'll think of a, a podcast for next week. We'll have to run it by Rob in the future. I think our new... Uh, sort of standard should be would Rob listen to this I felt bad I felt bad because I was ve- I was very uh, you know I was I was really chirping a lot in the Facebook and, and if somebody was doing that in one of my Facebook groups I'd be no, like no it's funny first of all we're happy for anyone to have an opinion on us <laughs> I'd be like also, right, I didn't right, realize you're you were it on a little thick. We, I get it I get it okay I didn't know you were serious until right now I kind of thought you were like I listened but it wasn't for me now well, you're like no this is, this is trash you guys are morons now <laughs> I was I I, I was somewhat tongue in cheek, but I was also, uh, but I was, you know, uh, being also <laughs> that that was my actual but opinion. Do you know what I've learned, Rob? What? The, like, if we want to do an episode and one of us isn't into it, it's it's we may as well not do an episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. If we're not passionate about like that episode, so like I'm not. Pa- I love football, but I don't really like want to start talking about free agency. Like I don't listen to podcasts about free agency. If somebody had a Top hundred Jewish foods or a top hundred flag podcast. I would I would listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like all right, that doesn't really interest me. And I know that might only interest like eight of the listeners. And this happens all the time with Chester too. Like I'll want to do something, 
like we tried to do that like greatest TV episode of all time, which I thought was a fun idea for the off season. Mm-hmm. To, like what you know, have a different guest every week and watch a different television show. But Chester wasn't into it, so it just like died. Like yeah, it's like a marriage. You know, no, you know, I totally get it. My, my wife and I have the same opinion on sex. If one of us yeah. isn't into it, we just don't do it. We just don't right. no, even. No, we don't exactly even bother with it. We don't even so woke and attempt it. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's that's if, if, if me or Chester are not into it, then we just don't do the podcast. Anymore, yeah. So. So. It leads to like our only mutual interests are flags, Jewish food. Except he's a famously a food hater, but he likes Jewish stuff. I couldn't believe um, when you guys took the week off a couple of uh, weeks we ago. We did not take a week off. I don't know. We said to... we were going to take a week off. Oh, and you, then you didn't. We did it. it hasn't okay. happened. I think we did a mini sode or something. Mm-hmm. We said because we got into like a fight and we're like Chester was so down on. We did it like two really boring episodes in a row. And then what the, the flags like, one in the Jewish food? No, come on, those were the two best ones we've ever done. It was those two and the thirty third fan. Yeah, um, and and we're like, let's. It's better not to do one than to like insult the audience and and do an episode. So we're like, all right, we're just gonna. Well, maybe we'll take a lot of the off season off. And then we thought of like ten different things. So we, we literally did two a bunch of weeks right after we said we're basically. Yeah, it freed you up to not have to do the podcast. I but I do think we should think like. Rob, what, what if like a Survivor episode was an absolute zero and just like sucked? I feel like you should come on, do like an eight minute Survivor no and be like, nah, we'll see you next week. Why do we have to talk about this? Uh, I think that there, it, I, like, it would have to be like a test pattern. I mean, uh, I did uh, five episodes when uh, Joe Del Campo got medevaced. Uh, I mean, I think I know, that- you know, you can't actually do it and it's your job and people would get mad so you shouldn't do it. But I'm sure there are weeks you're like, oh, there's not so much meat on the bone here. Like, this is not. You know, there. You know, two weeks ago there was so much to talk about, and now it's like we're really stretching twenty minutes in or something. Yeah, I, I think that I am not completely dependent on what happens on the forty-two minutes on the screen to make my shows. That's the good thing about what I do. All right, that's fair. Yeah. So there's, I, there's always like between the guests and you know what the what the callers want to talk about. So even if like, and I thought that this past week of Survivor was kind of a boring episode, but we still had a lot to talk about. What, can I make a confession? Yeah. I have not seen it yet. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's, it's a little bit polarizing. That, uh, I know. Me, I, got, let, I got spoiled. People said it's like a weird kind of boring-ish episode. Yeah, but um, Steven said it, he loved it. Steven said it was the best episode. Okay. I, I will obviously watch it before, but I got, spoiler, I got spoiled on it uh, before I saw it, so I, my, my motivation to... Um, Could be really boring now. Watch it. All right, but we got to go because right. Jen is getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> Jen is getting mad at Chester. Why? What else is there? I don't know, but I just got a message saying Jen is really getting pissed at me. Yeah, because okay. we've been podcasting for like an hour and a half, and I can hear Sorry, it. Right, and no. we got that's another me. We that's my bad. That's Rob, bad. this was such an honor. I know yes. you're the busiest man in podcasting, so giving us 90 minutes, even though you were probably trying to get a phone call, <laughs> yeah. truly okay. a great gift. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, and Rob will be back uh, next we'll week again, for uh, Best Jewish Foods 101 Rob, where can people find you? You can find me at my uh, at my website, uh, top100flags.com. Wait, Rob, just tell me, what is your favorite flag? I'm sure you have at least one that you're partial to. Uh, I am a partial to the United States of oh, America flag. USA, right. baby. I will say, Rob, right now, I mean, it was high on a ring, but I, I think... Uh, in lieu of recent events, Canada's dead last. <laughs> Below Poland. <laughs> and Rob, what's your co- what's, wait, hold on. What's your favorite Jewish food? I want to know this one also. Uh, can I say a bagel? Yeah. I mean, bagels are overrated and they're not really Jewish. But you got to listen to the podcast to find out about No, it. Rob's from Long Island. Chester's never even had a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. I mean, some would argue that, yeah, a, a Gentile from Long Island is more Jewish than a Jew from Minnesota. So. 100%. Rob, yeah. Rob has much more Jew- Rob <laughs> knew you. that Jews get Hanukkah presents. Chester did not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I don't want Chester to get in trouble. I do like when he gets yelled at on the podcast. It is too late for that. Yeah. Though. I wish yeah. he had come on and yelled, but now we got to. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rob, quick, thank you so much. Quick, Chester, pull, pull an Albert Bell just to see if you can get really uh, get her going. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta like beat Costanza now and just go out. All right, goodbye. All right, bye bye. All right, thanks, Rob. But I need you
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.